This is Sheree DeVille, and you are listening to Tanya Tate's Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is my podcast, Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success. On today's show, why we should practice self-love every day. Also on the show, my special guest, Charity DeVille, discusses how you can use your voice to create a space for sex workers to be heard and represented in the mainstream and politics. So I want to share with you about some people that I met that I've not seen for some time. I have a friend and he's in the comic book world and I've known him from going back to San Diego Comic Con and seeing him on the booth and going to some of the the parties that happen at Comic Con. There's quite a lot of parties so I, I, you know, I, I hung out with him there. Really, really nice guy. And something happened with him and that he decided that he wanted to make a choice to change his diet so let's go back to myself so i changed my diet i found out that i have chronic lyme disease and i actually have some other inflammatory markers as well such as reactivated epstein-barr virus and it was like a chronic fatigue syndrome so when I realized that when I didn't eat after surgery, after I had my breast re- redone and I couldn't eat for quite a while and I was just eating little bits of food because I was really nauseous for weeks and weeks and weeks after that surgery. And when I realized that the pains had gone in my legs, the pains that I was dealing with from the chronic Lyme disease, from all the inflammation in my body, I realized, wow, it's got to be food. So slowly but surely, I pour certain foods back into my diet. And there was a time when I was struggling to get those calories back, get that weight back on. But you know what? I feel great now. And when I met up with my friend from Comic-Con, he was in the area. So we went and met up and we went and had a coffee, or should I say, hi, I had a tea. And I said to him, I said, something about you and I couldn't put my finger on it I was like I can't put my finger on it but there's something about him that I can't put my finger on and then when we got into conversation because of something that changed in his life he changed his diet and when he started talking about the diet change I was like it's what it is that's what it is I could see in his face he looked younger and he literally the other day he texted me a picture and it was a picture of me and him at Comic-Con. And I had said back to him, I said, I was thinking about you this morning. Because I was, I was thinking, you know what, next time that he comes here, it'd be great to go back out. And I was thinking, I don't know why I was in the mood for some karaoke. And I thought, oh, that'd be great if he come karaoke with me and some of my other friends. And I don't know why I thought of his name. It's just, it's sometimes he visits this area. And then 
later on he texts me a picture of me and him from like it's gotta be like eight years ago maybe eight nine ten it can't be ten years ago eight nine ten years ago and yeah he he's not aged this guy is not aged in 10 years it is the change in his lifestyle the change in his eating and the change in his mind and it, I, I just felt this great depth of friendship when I met up with him and I was like you know someone that really understands what I'm talking about what I'm saying and to see it in replicated in someone else and I thought sometimes people say you know sometimes they go to the doctor's office they say oh your skin looks great I'm like I don't know what I did healthy eating getting enough sleep trying to get a lower amount of stress trying to lot, lot that, not let the stress affect me like I would have let it affected me doing some meditation trying to rethink about why I'm here what I'm doing what is the message I'm sharing and it just it just hits me that a change a small change in lifestyle can be a big change in your health and the way that you look and the way that you feel and I've got to tell you my optician as well obviously you know you see the optician most of us see the optician once every 12 months so I looked in the calendar and I'm like okay it's time to go and see this optician now this optician's great he's younger and I was having a lot of problems with my eyes a few years ago and I was like the glasses aren't working you're gonna to have to do something to fix this so he said to me you know what I'm gonna test you for something else and he did some other different tests on me and he said I have a convergence in my eyes it's the way that your eyes and your brain see it's they're not in sync with each other so he ended up giving me some glasses with these prisms in what it does it bends the light so it makes your eyes see straight so for me it was like less headache well I wasn't getting headaches it was less eye strain I was getting like really tired and I was struggling to focus on the words on the computer and from what I believe is that if you spend a lot of time on the computer or on your phone on a tablet it those people are more likely to be affected so anyway this optician's great and so you know I go in and we sit down and we have a little chat and I says to him so you're looking great you're looking really well so what did you do and he started talking to me about the way he's changed his eating. And I'm like, you look so much different. Like he looked fresher in the face, he looked younger. And we were starting to talk about stuff. Sometimes when you get in a little conversation with someone, have you ever done that? You're getting in a conversation and you've really got a topic and you really like getting on with this topic together. And we were talking about meditation and the way that you think about life and things this is the optician and he, he changed he'd literally changed and I was like this is amazing and sometimes when you meet those people you just need those little reminders of you're doing great you're doing amazing and look what happens when you're doing great and amazing look how you see people look how people perceive you and I like these reminders. I like these reminders that the universe had given me. And it's when you're in sync with the universe, things start happening and opportunities start arising. I, I always believe in this. And sometimes when you're loving life and you, you're having a lot of love, I'm, I'm working on this. I'm working on building that love up and feel, 
want to feel love for things. And I have some great friends, I've got to tell you, some really great friends, especially in this industry. I choose good people. You know, some of the guests that I've had on recently, um, Nicole Aniston, Jess West and Dimitri, the, some of these, you know, they're friends of mine as well as colleagues. I love that I can collaborate with them. And of course, we have Cherry DeVille coming up today. And these collaborations are all available on our OnlyFans. So it's not just my OnlyFans. This is not just about me. This is about our. So it's about sharing the love. And I do believe that you can go through your day and you can choose love over a whole lot of different emotions. You know, and we think about different months of the year and February is known as the month of love, but let's talk about self-love and how important it is to practice self-love all year round. So what does self-love mean? So self-love is like a state of appreciation for yourself. It grows from the actions that support your growth, whether it be physical, psychological, or spiritually. Self-love is you taking care of your own personal well-being and happiness. Self-love is taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. What does it mean to practice self-love? It's when you grow to love yourself fully and then you're going to have a deeper love to share with others. You're going to become more comfortable in your own skin. Appreciate those contributions of what you bring to life more. You will strengthen your connection between your mind, your body, and your spirit. By practicing self-love, you become more present with your loved ones and inspire others to love themselves more. And that's what I want to inspire with you. That love for yourself. I want you to feel it. I want you to appreciate it. And truly I believe by being more loving in this world, you will grow. And the first step of loving is loving yourself. So how can you practice and start loving yourself more? First things, stop comparing yourself to others. No one else brings those unique gifts that make up who you are in the world. I've got to tell you, as a, from a performer, this comparison is just so easy to do. It's, you know, you're comparing yourself to how many followers they've got, how many likes have they got, how many retweets. And I got to tell you, I'm guilty of this sometimes. I sit there and I'm thinking, you know, with certain platforms, you can't post stuff that is questionable. And, you know, I look and I see people that post videos and pictures and yeah, okay, they're somewhat questionable as to whether they break community rules. And I've sat there sometimes and I think, it literally say, say to myself, why are they getting away with it? And I can't. But I've got to stop it. And I know some of you listening, you're probably doing the same thing, even if it's from a fan, as opposed to a performer. You're sitting there and you're like, oh, she's got more likes. Or it's like, you know what? You have to appreciate what social media brings to the people that follow you if you are a performer. They're following you. They might follow the other people, but they're following you. They're commenting on you. 
They're liking your pictures, liking your videos. You gotta remember, think to yourself, what gifts do you have to offer that make you unique? And then sometimes we make mistakes in life. You gotta be kind to yourself. You know, if you make a mistake, here's what I say. Look at your mistakes as an opportunity to grow and learn. And if we never made those mistakes, how can we learn and move forward? Setting healthy boundaries for yourself and others. You've got to trust yourself and listen to your intuition to make those good decisions. And knowing when to say no and knowing it's okay to say no. So by respecting your own needs, this will blossom into a greater self-respect. And sometimes mindful meditation practice can help. So it allows you that space to expand into the person who you are and connect with your higher self. Taking the time to practice is a part of my self-loving. Loving myself enough to give my mind that space. I have to tell you, I go for a pedicure and a manicure and I love going for it because I sit in the chair, I say hello to the girls, the girls, like Julie, she's the one, she always does my nails and whichever different girl is going to do the other set of nails, you know, Julie's on my feet, the other girl's on my hands and I put my headphones in and I meditate and I switch off and it's like, it's that time that I give myself like that self-love, being pampered, feet, nails, and the meditation. And I can just move my hands and I keep listening and it's so relaxing, it's so nice. And What do you do? Do you give yourself that time? Do you love yourself to give your mind that space? Sometimes you do gotta multitask in a busy world, but you can find the time. So choose mindfully what you allow into your brain and body. There can be a lot of negativity, drama, people, this, that. No. The choice is yours. What are you going to do? You're going to nourish yourself with healthy foods. Maybe opt in for the healthier version. Or allow yourself to be watching that uplifting content, watching and listening. You know, there's, there's a rabbit hole of negative news out there and those headlines that clickbait and they just want to get hate in you, like build it all up. I've been favoriting other people's podcasts to listen to that uplift me. So I was literally scrolling through the other night and um, an episode popped up on Apple Podcasts where I, that's my preferred place where I like to listen to podcasts. And of course you can find Tanya Tapers and Success on Apple Podcasts to make sure that you favorite me on there and follow me so you know when the, the new episodes are coming out. And of course, I'm, on, I'm, I'm also on all of the podcast platforms as well. But yeah, I favorite some people that uplift me and there I was scrolling, I clicked on a few and I was looking for some of my favorite inspirational people, Deepak Chopra, Joe Dispenza, and up popped Ed Milet. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, look, he's done an episode with John Gordon. I'm going to watch that. Next minute, I'm on social media and they're scrolling. There's John Gordon. Don't forget to listen to the podcast with me with Ed Milet. I'm like, oh, I just saw that. 
just popped up. And then a friend messaged me, oh, you've got to listen to John Gordon's latest podcast. And I'm like, oh, okay, now we're talking. So that is definitely on my my to-do list, my self-love list. I'll, I'll be getting into that. So choosing mindfully, choosing supportive companionship. Super simple, surround yourself with good people. People that make you feel good. When you walk away from them, do you feel good or do you feel bad? If you feel bad, they're probably not good people for you. And you can do something enriching like meditation, yoga practice. For me, I prefer more of a guided meditation to help me grow and I prefer more stretching over yoga. Well, I do a lot of DDP yoga. I'm thinking about the yoga where you sit in there. Me, I do the DDP yoga. And um, if some of you don't know who that is, Diamond Dallas Page, it's amazing. Get on it and go and check it out. But it doesn't have to be DDP yoga, but it could just be another form of exercise, something as simple as walking or practicing sports or working out in a gym. But it's what you are allowing in that body. Remind yourself, you are loved. And I, I hear this from friends and fans. It, it's so nice, but sometimes it's you have those days where you just need to hear it. And I feel when I hear it is when I need to be reminded. And maybe you're going to be that person that's going to remind a friend. Maybe you're going to tell yourself you are loved. Look in the mirror or shut your eyes and picture your face and tell that person whether you're telling it in your mind or you're speaking it out loud or you're whispering it. But tell that person. Tell that you who is listening that you are loved. You deserve to be loved. And tell yourself one reason, no matter how small or big, of why you are loved today. What are your ideas of self-love? I'd love to hear them. And I hope that I'm inspiring you with these words and you're not just flicking straight to the guests. I, I try and put some inspiration into all our lives. But coming up next on Skinfluencer Success, my special guest, Cherry Deville, discusses how you can use your voice to create a space for sex workers to be heard and represented in the mainstream and politics. But before we do that, I want to tell you something new. On every episode, I'm going to spotlight someone who I feel stands out or who has done something interesting with their social media. So this new feature is called Skinfluencer Success Spotlight. And my chosen Skinfluencer Success Spotlight performer for this episode is, drumroll please, Brittany Amber. So she's achieved much success. So from taking her reviews on toys and lingerie haul, try on, to another level. So she's been able to move her traffic from her Instagram, her Twitter, and her YouTube. So on there, you know, the Instagram and YouTube are definitely safer work places. So she's able to put a safer work video that she showcases the safer work video on the YouTube and now her followers automatically know to find the not safe for work version on her premium platforms. So these are the places that Britney's on, which is like OnlyFans and Pornhub. And she's amazing at driving her traffic there. And if you go and look on her YouTube channel, she's got over 50 million views on there. 
like when you look it just in like just over 10 days I'm, I, I just went and clicked on a YouTube just over 10 days one of her YouTube videos gained almost 50,000 views I'm like wow like I'm on YouTube guys you can go and watch this podcast with the guests on my YouTube and I'm getting a few thousand over time Brittany Amber's getting like 50,000 in less than two weeks I'm like, this is amazing. And I want to spotlight her because she's doing some amazing things. She's also on Twitch as well. So she does a lot of going live on Twitch with her Pokemon cards. So this is what she's doing. She's converting her traffic. And some of the things that I can see straight off why she's successful, she's consistent, she's fun, and she always stays within the rules on each platform. So go tell Brittany Amber, congrats on being the Skinfluencer Success Spotlight of this episode. And make sure that you're following her on her YouTube, Brittany Amber TV. She's also on Twitter, which is Brittany underscore Amber. Come follow her and tell her I sent you. And tag some performers who you think deserve to be Skinfluencer Success Podcast. You can tweet me at Tanya Tate on Twitter and put some of the comments on my YouTube or my TikTok at Tanya Take Tube or you can leave me a voice note on my speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate and let me know who and why should be spotlighted. Maybe if I pick them, I'll give you a shout out as well. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. This is Tanya Tate, and you're listening to Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success. How do you use your voice to create a space for sex workers to be heard and represented in the mainstream and politics? My guest is a multiple award-winning film actress, journalist, and sex worker advocate. She has performed in over a thousand movies, including the top adult production companies, She's become a thought leader in the sex worker space, writing a political and sex worker column for the Daily Beast, The Hill, Yahoo, The New York Post, The Associated Press. I could keep going on. There's so many. Barstool, Barstool Sports and more news outlets. I've interviewed her about her politics and her insight on the sex industry. She's a licensed physical therapist and holds degrees from the University of Hartford and the University of St. Augustine. Welcome, Cherry DeVille, to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on. I'm so excited. I was like, the list was so long. I'm like, (laughs) I'm just going to read it all out. Cherry, you are just amazing. I'm so honored to have you on here. It's, Stop it. You're an icon. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Do you know, Cherie, you are so busy. We tried to to get you on the podcast a few times, but you are just super busy getting booked for shoots. So it's like now finally I'm like, I got you on my podcast. We made it happen at long last. But like, that's the tease. It's better, right? If you wait a little. (laughs) (laughs) This is you teasing me, Cherie. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But you know what? First of all, I'm going to say a big, massive congratulations to you, Cherie, on winning your awards. So you got the AVN Mill for the Year, and you also got the X Biz Performer of the Year. It's like 
It's still the, blowing my mind. The performer of the year, not just like MILF or female or, you know, girl, girl performer of the year. Of course, there are other titles performer of the year, but you got the performer of the year. I can't. I, I, I honestly, if you see the video of when I won, I was just looked like someone cattle prodded me. I was so surprised. I was like, wait, what? Somebody has made a terrible error and called out my name. So uh, I, I still can't believe it. Yeah, that's so amazing. And just congratulations because it's thank so you. deserved, you know? Oh, thank you. Yes. Is but you know I know so much about you, but the people that here might not know anything about you. So tell everyone who you are and how did you get into the industry? Yeah, so I am Sheree Deville. I got into the adult industry in in my early thirties. I actually had no intention of being a pornographer or being a porn star or a sex worker. I was a physical therapist. Um, I was. I enjoyed experimenting with my sexuality. I enjoyed going to swingers clubs. So I was sort of in that uh, arena in some ways. And once I was very comfortable, one of my friends, a photography friend of mine, recommended that I, if I was so comfortable at the swingers clubs and I was so comfortable expressing my sexuality, why don't you go on a website that they were a part of, Model Mayhem, and maybe make some money doing something you're comfortable doing, which would be taking nude photos, doing nude videos, sort of like an amateur photographer, amateur model, which I was at that time. And so I said, oh my goodness, I could make money, you know, maybe doing these things I was sort of doing on the weekends anyway. So I did, I joined Model Mayhem and I was enjoying it. I would, you know, sometimes on the weekends, I'd make a little spending cash, taking some photos, collaborating with other artists. And that was great. And that is what I thought that 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 would be the extent of it. That was just an enjoyable sort of side hustle. Until my current agent at OC Modeling found me on one of the sites that I was a part of. And she said, would you like to fly to Los Angeles and shoot a pornographic film? And I was like, me? What? I, I wouldn't have known like, I didn't know anything about the world. I wouldn't have had any idea of how one even started down the path to be, you know, an adult actress. So again, at the time I was not thinking that's it. This is, this is going to be my career. I thought, wow, you only live once. I'm going to fly to Los Angeles and make a porn. Like this is the coolest thing. I thought I would go. I would shoot the the three to five films, whatever it is she had set up for me. I would go home back to Nashville. And then when I was 80, I'd be like, look at what I did. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, this is just, I just thought it was cool. Just extremely cool. You know, I contacted a lawyer, made sure I couldn't lose my physical therapy license yeah. for participating, you know, in this, because that was my actual career. Again, did not think that this was going to become what it was. So I went, I went and I shot my films and I stayed at the model house and I loved it. Like I loved it. I loved the people. I loved being on set. I loved feeling glamorous. I loved expressing myself on film. And so I kept 
you know, every other month I was coming to LA for a few weeks. And then every month I was coming to LA for a few weeks. And then I was splitting my time between Nashville and LA until that became overwhelming. And I'm like, girl, like this is, you're doing it. Like, this is not, this is not a side hustle. This is taking up more than 50% of your time at this point. Uh, move. You've, you've got to, this is stressful going back and forth. You've got to move to Los Angeles. Yeah. And so nine years ago I did, I moved to Los Angeles and I really, uh, at that point committed to it and made therapy my occasional thing and the adult industry, my full-time job, which still blows my whole mind. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you made that move. And I can remember, I'm trying to remember, put my finger on the exact time that we met. I don't remember it was probably early on because for years I was only shooting girl girl and so I probably worked with you toward the beginning well you know maybe in a girlfriend's films girlfriend's films that's probably Mm -hmm. what it was like girls in white probably probably yeah or at least I was on set with you and going like how am I on set with these icons I don't even belong here No, you caught my eye and I remember you being there. We were on set together and I remember you saying about you doing your your physical therapy and you were traveling backwards and forwards. I I remember that. I think I I was directing for Philly Films at that time and I was like, yes, I have got to have this girl in my movie. I was like, I need you. I need you. So I actually booked you for, I, I know I booked you for one of my movies. Yeah. And it was probably, I think it was it like the babysitter one where I had the babysitting academy, Tanya Tate's babysitting I've academy. I've definitely done and your babysitter academy. You was the shrappy, the shrappy mom that was going to wanted the babysitter to get fired. <laughs> we, we, the owner of the agency and the, and the babysitter had to come and placate you. Mm-hmm. I bet they did a really good job to my recollection. I feel like it was very effective. I feel like it was completely satisfied after the experience. <laughs> well, you definitely kept the babysitter on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds right. It, so- it all sounds right. Sounds legit. I know we've shot more than one scene. We, we've oh, shot, yeah. you know, and it's amazing to like, you know, Here's the thing for some of us in this industry, you know, you make friends and when you have like-minded people, you really stick to them, you know, and you, you are one of those people, like, I see you, you're professional, you're really sweet, you're kind, you do an amazing job. And, you know, we, between the years we've interacted and, you know, we've shot content together, not for production companies, for our own fans individually. And every time that I am with you, it's so professional and so fun. I feel the same way. That's how I like to like keep it. I want to have fun because I love my job, but there are also, you know, little boxes that you have to check to, you know, whether it's paperwork, testing, all that stuff. So like there does have to be kind of that, that balance. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got that balance. But you, you know, you shot for all the production companies. Um, I've just, I've just remembered one that we shot together for King. Tell me. King. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, I love I think you you was getting you was about to get married, and um, it was like that was one of that was a feature that was huge. Yeah, I for I me was, at least, you know, that was a huge big deal for me. That was uh, that was a, a deep scene. Like yeah. that that was intense, yeah. and Cherie's just like, "Oh, I'm okay," and I was just like. <laughs> This is really intense, Cherie. Are you okay? Oh, I'm okay. I'm loving this. And I was just like, okay, this girl has definitely got something. Because that, it- that, that was an awesome scene. And I felt just really honored to kind of be the main character in it. You know, mm-hmm. at, at that point in my career, I hadn't been honored. You know, people weren't asking me, do features. We want you to be the star. So I felt really really special yeah it was like three girls on one wasn't it or more <laughs> four? Was it four I feel like there was a one? fair few like bridesmaids and then yeah. there was that that book where they called me out and then then it got real <laughs> so so your popularity grew and you know let's talk about you being a contract star for Brazzers. i mean this is Goals. this is a big feat Tell me, how how did that come about? I'll be honest. So I've wanted that. Since they started taking contract girls, I was like, oh, that is everything that I want. So I told my agent. I told my friends. I had people going, hey, Cherie wants to be. Like, I just honestly feel like I just kept begging for it. (laughs) I was like, please please make me a contract girl. I want this so bad. And eventually they said yes. <laughs> and oh, I got to do it. And I'm congratulations. thrilled, thrilled. Yeah. I, I mean, the, you you call it begging, but actually I'm going to put different words on that. I'm going to put it that you wanted it. You thought about it. You pictured yourself there. And it was like I your did. manifestation. And yeah, okay, you told people, you know, gentle mm-hmm. reminders to the universe, put it out there, getting the fans excited, getting them wanting it. And, you know, sometimes if you, it, this is what I say, if you want something that much and you've got it pictured in your head and you're aiming towards it, you're going to get there. And I, yeah, there is something to be said about, well, first of all, I, I'm always been a person who's had a lot of direction and focus and put a lot of thought into you know, especially once I realized that this isn't just a side hustle, this is my career, then I got really serious about, okay, well, if this is your career, what do you want? What are your goals in this space? And I do, I've always, you know, each year or every few months, I make a list of, well, what would you like to achieve? What does next year and the year after and 10 years from now look like in your mind? And that changes all the time, of course, as as the industry changes, as opportunities change, as doors have become open to me, you know, I've been blessed to be able to reach a level that I in no way thought was going to come true for me. So yeah, man, it's been a ride. That That's what I like. It's like, you know, sometimes when you get successful people and I said to you right at the beginning, do you like manifest or meditate? And you literally said to me, no, no. but you do. Maybe, yeah, maybe just like not in those words. I'm more of like, to me, I'm like, I've made a business plan, but it's, what's the, it's just, you know, at that point, it's just, uh, you know, what verbiage are you using? Whether you say business plan or manifest or mood board or whatever it is, it's all being focused, being goal oriented, having awareness of what it is that you desire and 
trying to create a life where you are taking the steps to reach the goals that you want. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it's all about. You know, someone says to me, oh, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? And I'm just like, we're not going to get that far. I know. I sit there and I picture in my head what I want to be, where I want to be in that situation in 10 years time. But I've not got a plan like this is how I'm going to get there. And I think sometimes for some of us, that's quite difficult. Like it's very corporate. I always think it's very corporate and we are business minded people and we do make plans, but it's not in the same way and it's not in the same words, but it's still, it's making a plan of these are the things that you want. And I like that you write them down and it changes, you know, Mm -hmm. so then, you know, every so often you're going to sit down, you're going to be like, well, let's, let's look at the plan again. Where are we up to? What are we going to change? It could just be something as simple as these are some of the goals that you want and write it down. Yeah, I I do. I literally have, because I'm an on-paper girl, in my office, I have my 10-year plan, five-year plan, three-year plan, and then I break it down from there. I'm really, but I love organization. And not that those visions for my life don't change, but I really enjoy even year to year going back and being like, well, what was it that I wanted for myself 10 years from now? Is that still appropriate? Do we, are we going to make changes? Has a new avenue in my job opened up where we need to like create a plan for that item? Like, I don't know, like OnlyFans, for example, just sort of sprung onto the scene. So, you know, stuff like that, but not all my goals are work oriented, you know, on those lists, I have life goals and goals for charities and like all kinds of different like interpersonal relationship goals and all of it yeah yeah I love that and it's it it is it's not just all about work is it it's all about you know getting that balance and you know for you as you know a licensed therapist like you and you understand how important it is to have that like life career balance. So how do you get that? What what do you do to keep that balance? I'm terrible at that balance. Honestly, I, I do think I might be a little bit of a workaholic. So I, as odd as this sounds, I schedule in my calendar days off and self-care days, because if I don't schedule them, I will literally book myself back to back in a never ending block of work. So strangely enough, I actually schedule days off and I, I leave them open. Even if some amazing opportunity comes along, if it comes along on my day off, I've learned as hard as it is to just say no, because I have lived in this industry without saying no, being like feeling this terrible feeling of like FOMO, like fear of missing out, fear that I'm going to pass up an important opportunity, but then working myself into the ground to a point where the quality of my work suffers, the quality of my interpersonal relationship suffers. I'm not meeting my other life goals. So I've, I've learned that my time off and my time with friends and my time with family needs to be prioritized as much, which is so hard for me, as much as my work time. It, it is. It's like so tricky to, you know, schedule stuff. I'm a scheduler and I'll be like, people will want to shoot with me and I'll be like, okay, well, let's look at my calendar like weeks ahead. Or and if someone's, yeah, <laughs> you know, like months. For me, a lot of my, a lot of my content is really just with other people. 
So I can, and I don't do as much. So my schedule is not as busy. And a lot of my schedule is very repetitive. You know, mm -hmm. the, the video chats, the premium social media, the shoots, the podcast, um, being a mom. It's it's like you have set things that are there every single week and then you work around it. I like that. That's really, it, it's a really good point to bring up that schedule yourself time off and don't be afraid to say no to the job. Saying no is so hard for me, but it is one of the, I'm so glad I learned to do that. I'm in such a better place now than I was, you know, five years ago where I was working on set almost every day of the week, month in and month out, creating content at night when I got home, doing all of my computer work, all of my editing, all of my photos, all of my organization. It was too much. Yeah. But I didn't feel like, I didn't understand how I could step out of that hamster wheel, you know, and I just had to make myself do it. So, so you were doing everything. So does that lead me to, to think that maybe now like you've, you've given some of the tasks for the people that you can yeah. give to the tasks, such as editing, yeah, doing, you know, doing the photos. Talk, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. Delegating. I'm a hardcore micromanager of myself and I was really scared to delegate because I, this is going to sound terrible, but I'm like, no one can do it as well as I can. So I should just do it myself was part of the reason. And the other part of the reason is, well, I can do it myself. Why should I pay part of what I consider my salary to another person to do something I'm very capable of doing? You know, not time-wise, but just, you know. So those were really big hurdles for me to get over to to write down tasks that didn't need Cherie Deville. Like only I can shoot my films, only I can be me on my platforms. Like there are some things that only I can do because I'm me, but I don't need to be editing. I don't need to be uploading. I don't need to be organizing my paperwork. I don't need to be doing all kinds of things that I've learned to delegate. Even some of my home tasks I've delegated to create more space for me to do podcasts and create content and do the things that I need to do for my business to not stagnate. And that was the other thing that I learned. I could have kept doing, let's just assume I would never burn out, which I did, but let's just assume even burnout wasn't an issue. I still needed to delegate things to other people because then there's more time for me to do things. Like if I was doing every day working, then coming home and shooting content, messaging my fans, doing all that stuff, then how am I going to spend an adequate amount of time creating appropriate social media content for my brand? How am I going to be on the podcasts that expand my reach? How am I going to have time to write? How am I going to have time for advocacy? So there are, even if I weren't talking about my mental health, which I most certainly am, I still needed to pay the money to get other people to do non-Sherie DeVille tasks so that my business or my empire or whatever you want to call it could really go to another level of not just finances, but it just, it helped. So I didn't, my fear was that I was giving away part of my salary, but every time I hire a new employee, my salary goes up way more than I'm paying them. Yeah. So... It's just interesting. Yeah. 
you 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 find in the right people to do the right jobs yeah sometimes i look you know and i look at uh, my things that i'm doing and i've actually i've literally sat down and like okay i've got this content and i feel like i'm just like swimming around and sheree i need to take a, a leaf out of your book i need to find someone to start uploading to the other platforms that yeah, I, we, like we you do the, the messaging, you do the videos, you do the live chats, but you don't literally need to be sitting there while it uploads. You could, you know, have people writing descriptions, doing hashtags. Once this podcast is done, editing it, uploading it to YouTube, managing the comments, like all that yeah, stuff just... that like, I know you can do, but like, yeah. you could also do you, you know? <laughs> I, I, I do. Well, I do have an editor that works nice. with me on this and I do have a small team that helps. So the podcast is one of the things that I, I definitely do get help with. It's like, yes. <laughs> but I, but we will look at some of the other stuff as well. But Sheree, I want to talk to you because you are on a lot of platforms and the, the premium social media platforms. So talk to us about some of the platforms that you're on and what are some of the fan experiences that the fans can expect on there? So like most performers at the moment, OnlyFans has kind of taken over as most of our primary money-making platforms. So just like before when Snapchat was the jam or before that when it was Pornhub and many vids and clips for sale, whatever's making me the most money is what I'm going to delegate the most time to. So right now, my OnlyFans only fans members are getting most of my time, whether it's messaging, um, they get my content first, you know, so when you and I shoot a scene, they get it before any of my other platforms. And then, you know, depending on what my primary platform is, it kind of trickles down from there. My primary platform will get my newest stuff and my most personal attention. Um, right now, my second one is Snapchat. Then the clip stores fall under that then premium tube site, then regular tube site is kind of my current content flow. But man, that's an ever-changing monster in and of itself, you know? <laughs> Thinking about, you know, those platforms. For me, I have OnlyFans and Sex Panther. Like, they're the two main ones that I have. Um, but yeah, I'm sitting on that other content. So actually, I've started, like, literally... I. I I've made a task for myself. This is a task to upload everything that I've got on my hard drives to Dropbox. So that's mm. the first task. So I'm starting. I don't think does Dropbox even offer a service big enough for that to be viable. It is. I bet is, you have a lot of content. There's a plan. There is a. I was looking the other day and I'm like, oh, I've just used 27 percent of it so far, and I'm like, I think I'll be upgrading soon. But yeah. sometimes it's like to just have it somewhere so that I can, you know have specific team members be able to access it because right yes. now it's all on my hard drives so I, I think that's one of my first tasks that I'm going to be working on so, delegating someone to work on yeah. <laughs> they're at my home so once they're on Dropbox then I can delegate valid valid I, I tell you what I did I actually physically mailed I have copies of all my hard drives, but I physically mailed copies of my hard drives to someone to do a similar task for me, to organize them better, to get my paperwork and the scenes curated so that they were like labeled like, this is boy, girl, this is girl, girl, this is, and then subcategories of like different fetishes or content. So I don't know. I loved it. I loved okay. having someone do that for me. Make I can give you my person. 
Right. Oh my goodness. We we are we are moving forward today. We definitely are. So I just I want to go back to the browsers because I'm really interested in this. Um okay. So we, me and you, our main place is OnlyFans. However, you being the contract star with browsers, so you get the scenes that come out, you know, the benefits of being a contract star, you're guaranteed so many scenes a year, you paid so much, whatever your deal is. But yeah. there are other things, other benefits that you're getting. So talk to us about some of the other benefits that you're getting as being a, a Brazzers contract star. Yeah. So first, I'd like to say that I'm currently in a really privileged place in my career where I financially do not need to shoot scenes for other people. So because I'm in that place, that's sort of why, you know, I just want to preface what I'm about to say because everyone's in a different place in their career. For most of my career, I absolutely needed the money from the scenes that I was getting, you know, so I'll just start there. But for me, my browsers contract while they pay me very well for my scenes, I'm extremely happy. I have not a single complaint in the world. I hope I stay with them forever. Uh, But what, I really enjoy about my contract is that uh, Brazzers is a huge site and they have pockets that are deeper than mine in terms of advertising. So when I shoot a scene for a top company like Brazzers, they, it is in their best interest to advertise that scene because that's how they make their money. And in advertising that scene that I'm in, they're advertising me in a way that I could honestly never afford. So not only am I getting paid a wonderful salary for performing in that scene, but I'm being provided with an amazing amount of traffic from a top site, an amazing amount of publicity that I could never afford myself. And not only does that help browsers, but it helps all of the things that I sell on my own. Really, I came up in a time before premium social media before really it was viable for us to be anything. I I mean, I had Shreedaville.com as a lot of us did, but it wasn't a huge, you know, I wasn't like, wow, Shreedaville.com is making so much money. Like it it wasn't until, so I I had the, the benefit of all of the porn companies that I worked for paying money into advertising and building my name for me. I did not build my name. The money that all of the companies that I've worked for for these past 12 years built my name. And I'm just lucky enough to get to use that advertising dollars to pivot it to my sites. And I still am feeling the benefits of that when I work for Brazzers. They're a giant brand. They advertise beautifully. Their social media is outstanding. And and I benefit from not just the rate they pay me per scene, but from their expertise in marketing. Yeah, it, it is. It's just like free marketing. And I, I'm going to have to add something there. It's it's you put in the work as well, sure. Cherie. So sure. you put in the work, you make them a good product, a good scene. It's something that they can sell and make money from. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to- It was very make- symbiotic for sure, but I really have respect for the OnlyFans models- who are their own marketing geniuses. You know, I'm well aware that I'm standing on the money of all the companies that built me. So the girls that have somehow marketed themselves, like <laughs> ladies, well, gentlemen, non-binary, y'all are the superstars. 
people of everything. There yeah. are this like you 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 really do hear this. And I I I've discussed this with like other porn performers. I'm like, we make money. Like people know me because I've been in movies, you know. I'm I've got the podcast. I was a, a you know, a radio host on Vivid for 7 years. Different things that I've done. And I'm, you know, I'm out there, but people come from nowhere and they have hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'm like, why? And it's amazing. This, because one of the main things, the difference with us and them, that is the only one place that they can be seen. Mm-hmm. Like the only place is if you go in behind the paywall. For example, Jenny um Nightheart who's Natalia Natalia she's a wrestler the sisters you know one's a wrestler and one was not a wrestler and I'll I'll tell you they had a YouTube channel and Jenny is very sexy very very sexy very voluptuous mm-hmm. and I talked to her and I was like you need to start a Twitter you need to start a Twitter she's like it's so overwhelming I'm like start a Twitter start it you you will get direct links to your OnlyFans I kid you not yeah. she started it I I told her, and I'm going to take the credit for this, Jenny, because I know you did it because I was on at you. She started it. She was like 20,000 followers on Twitter in a couple of days, like two Mm -hmm. days. So what she did, I saw, I saw what she did. She was teasing, she was teasing and teasing. And eventually it was just like, it all got too much. And she was just, she must have thought, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And the fans kept asking and I, I mean, I, I don't know how successful she is, but I know she's very successful because that is the only place that you can see her is on OnlyFans behind that paywall. Which is um, epic. I mean, all of us amazing. can be seen for free across all the tube sites. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. For better so you, or worse. It, it, it has its pros and its cons. It's pros mm-hmm. in that people find you and know you and see you. And, then, and so you get in the advertising, you've got the added benefits of being the browsers. The, the browsers giving you the free marketing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm living off the old browser scenes. <laughs> Mine are not new. You got this. Mine's old stuff. But in, in another way as well, our cross promotion, like you and me, we took a picture the other day at the award show, me, you, and Alexis Fox, mm-hmm. three MILFs. You know, we've all won. Milf Dream of the team. Year. Yeah. yeah. At, at some point, we get, we've been nominated many times. Yeah. Three way dream team. And it, just that picture, just how many fans just liked that picture, you know, on Twitter? Oh, just- oh. every time I'm anywhere near or work with another MILF, my fans, it's like their wet dream. Like they <laughs> love it. When I work with you, those scenes crush my fan. Like I assumed when I started shooting my own content that where I was going to make my money would be kind of like what the studios do. They're always putting me with someone younger, right? Yeah. So that's how I started doing it. I'm like, well, this is what the studios do. This is what I'm going to do. Oh, no, 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 no. I do do that. And my fans love that. But it doesn't touch the amount that they love me with another MILF. Mm, They just love it. Well, me and you, we've got something coming up soon, I know. I I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. But it, it, it wasn't really planned for you, but you was going to be there and I was going to be coming. And I went, just get Sherry to stay. Oh, I'll and stay. I, the moment you're like, can you stay? I'm like, I'm there. I'm there. I don't know what I was supposed to be doing, but it's nothing but that now. <laughs> we're not going to give too much away because we, we want it. we're going to make it happen first. But it was like, this is this is what's happening in this box. 
And then it was like the person before is going to be on their finishing at this time. And I'm well, who is it? It's Shalida. Well, her finishing time is now over here. Yeah, I, we've I, changed her start time. And I literally said, if it was anybody else, I would not have asked them to stay. I would have come after they'd left because mm-hmm. I want to work with number one girls I love, girls that are professional and. And, and and at the same time, I'm also thinking we're we're our own self-marketers. So, you know, we know me and you do a scene. You send fans to me. I send fans to you. Oh, yeah. We've got mixed fans. And I want to make sure if I'm going to be working with that other person, like like their fan base, are they going to want to then come and join me? That That's what I'm interested yeah. in. And are they are going to want to click are on they my good at marketing? Account. If you work with a girl, even if your fans love them and they're not, like I'm, I'm happy to tag you across all my platforms. I'll promote the heck out of you on all my social media, you know, and I enjoy working with other performers who will also do that for me. So we can not just have this beautiful piece of content to sell, but we're really doing a whole cross promotion scenario so that we really both end up a little bit better off at the end, you know? I, I was looking at your Twitter because I my Twitter I got a little bit behind with Twitter, so I'm like, okay, I need some inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I literally went onto your Twitter. I hope I hope I didn't copy too much. Do it, but, copy it but, all. But, what what do I, I copy it all? I'll tell you exactly I was what looking, I do. I was looking to see what you were doing, and I love it. It's like this is my new scene that's coming out tomorrow on OnlyFans. And here I am with Danny Daniels. I, I you just look so, so cute in these snow suits out in the snow. And I was like, that looks like fun. And it was like the little description and, you know, it was like a little tease line and it was like, you come in exclusive to OnlyFans, you, you know, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And I thought, okay, Cherie, I, you, it's like, I gotta, I, you gotta look at what those successful people are doing. You know, you're successful. I'm successful in, we do different things. And this is great because this is what I love about this podcast is that we're sharing information. Like, well, let me tell you another Twitter secret Alexis Fox turned me on to. So I pre-schedule all of my tweets weeks and weeks in advance on Hootsuite. And it has totally saved my life. So I don't have to pick up my phone. I don't have to go on social media. And everyone feels differently. But to me, looking at too much social media doesn't bring me joy. So I stay off of it as much as possible. So when I use like pre-scheduling tools like Hootsuite, it really, one, it makes sure I get things out at the right times of day. Two, I can do it when I'm feeling like calm and centered and at my computer and it's not rushed and I'm saying just what I want to say. And other secret, I now have someone helping me do that. So I am not doing very much of that anymore. So another great thing to delegate. It's great that you can post it. I use another app called Hyperfury. And you, I I'm mean, sure you they're have, all. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to pay for this one. And the reason why I liked it is because I can go in and it, I can tell it to retweet after a certain amount of time. And I nice. can tell it to, if it hits so many, I can get it to tweet a link to OnlyFans or a link nice. to, to Sex Panther or whatever. So it's it's a little bit different. And I thought I'd give it a try and I, I quite like it. So, nice. but yeah, there are different, there are free tools out there. One little warning, I will just give any performers listening. I have been told by multiple sources to not use third-party pre-scheduling apps for Instagram. 
I've been told that that can flag your account. However, I did notice a few days ago, and I think they might be rolling this out. I don't know if everyone has access to this, but you can now pre-schedule reels and posts in the Instagram app under advanced settings when you're about to post. This week is the first week that all of my Instagram, not all, but most of my Instagram posts were pre-scheduled. So we'll see. Oh, nice. That's exciting. See, these are all different branding tools. There are different ways to be making money, to be making Mm -hmm. cash, you know, as well. So many. Yeah. You you just got to like be there, be open to the opportunities. And, you know, I'm going to put it out there in the universe right now. I'm open to opportunities for taking on new staff to help with all the delegation of the the Twitter and and, and upload and taking my hard drives. Sherry, you've inspired me. I'm going to give you some, 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 some people that might be able to help you. I love that. Thank you. Also, I don't don't know why this, this came to my head because I've heard this from a lot of performers. So like, I just want to be clear. So like, you're not paying me to be on this podcast and I'm not paying you to have me on this podcast. Correct. Because I feel like this is incredibly valuable because it's promoting me and you know, there. So I've heard from a lot of performers that they expect to be paid to be on podcasts. And I would just love to say, um, first of all, do whatever you're comfortable with. I'm not trying to tell people to do things for free, but I would like to say that you might want to think about the fact that when I go on this podcast, I might not be getting paid in cash today, but I do feel like I'm getting paid. I'm being paid in eyeballs, which to me is far more valuable than cash because each eyeball might be cash later on, a day from now, a week from now, a year from now. They might become a follower on one of my premium or non-premium platforms. And who knows what product I will come out with in the future that they might be interested in, whether it's clothing, a toy, a scene. So I do kind of want to encourage people to possibly change their mindset about a lot of these podcasts and to consider going on some of them for free as a promotional tool. I I appreciate that, Sheree. It it is, it's, you know, this podcast, it goes out, it's on all of the main podcast platforms. So it's on Spotify, Apple, Audible, all all of the big main ones. It's out there. Anyone can listen to, anyone can hear you. We talk about, we we talk about Sherry, Sherry DeVille, OnlyFans. I mean, it's not hard. Google it. And bang, they're there. They found you. Sherry DeVille, Twitter, Google that. They found you. And it is, it's about different guys girls people people mm-hmm. of yeah people finding you and becoming a fan or just just checking in or just following you and your numbers are adding yeah. up and you know you are getting seen it does go on youtube as well so you've got youtube that it's on so it's um it's definitely something that you know you are getting paid in a yeah, different money way, in your pocket today is not the only valuable type of money you know yeah Thank you. Thank you. That was, I like that. Words of wisdom from Cherie. On your Twitter, you say, um, a lot of people will say, hey, join my OnlyFans for free. Here's a free trial. And, you know, or I'll I'll say, hey, like for some period, you know, a sale. And here I am and join for the next two weeks, you can go and join my OnlyFans for free. And mm-hmm. I give them that because that's what I do with my marketing yeah. tool. But I noticed that you do something different. 
So you say, here's a free trial. So I go, I'll just click on it from Twitter. And it goes uh-huh. on to Sherry's fans. And I'm like, yes. how does this work? I'm looking at it. I'm like, yes. Why so let me that? tell you why I do that. I'm giving them a free trial in exchange for their email address. And the reason I think that that's incredibly valuable, so they don't get the free trial until they give me their email address. And the reason I think, especially for people in the sex worker space, that having a collection of your own email addresses, just like every top company does, you better believe OnlyFans has one, you better believe Brass, you know, all of these companies are collecting email addresses, but it's incredibly important for us because we lose our social media constantly. So sure, I might have X number of followers on Instagram or TikTok, which I just lost again, or Twitter, but tomorrow I might not have any of them. And that's extremely realistic, but they can't take away my email list. And I've been using different tools to create these email lists, you know, throughout my career. Um, And that's just my current tool. So I would highly recommend every performer begins, it's never too late, begins to curate an email list, not just because you might, will lose your social media here, there, and wherever. What if I come out with a merch line? What if I start selling barbecue sauce? Like I need to be able to blast out to my fans, my stuff. So it's just unbelievably valuable. I love that. I I was like, I was wondering what that was about. So that is that is a super smart tool. I was listening to something the other day and it, it was saying like, we're going to be going back the full circle and they, they, it was implied that email lists are going to become the, the thing again. To me, they've always been the thing, especially since we've all lost all of our social media so many times. I, I'm so blessed to have any eyeballs I have at the moment, but I, man, I just don't trust them. You know what I mean? I feel like I just want like, like the emails, like in my hot little hand where no one can grasp them away from me, you know? Oh, just like, oh my goodness. I'm making so many notes today with you, Sheree. Yeah, we, I uh, use um, Systame. I can give you all the information. There's a million ways. I use GMAS and Systame, but like there's, I'm not saying those are the only ones you could use, but just as a suggestion. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get this. I'm sorry, everybody, but I'm just going to keep, keep Sheree back after this because I know... <laughs> I'll give you all of it. I'll give you all my information. I'll even give you the name of the guy who helped me make the website that collects the email lists. He was a very reasonable price and he, he helped me and other models and he's just super nice and very reasonably priced. And I'd be happy so to pass that along. Thank yeah. you. So professional. And if anyone else is listening and they want to know that information, are they able yeah. to like tweet at you? Absolutely. I just don't know if like this person wants me to like spit their name out publicly, but I'm happy to give this information to anybody. Well, they can tweet at you and you can give it to yes. them privately. Yes. You know, I would be as very happy to, to do as that. As opposed to me saying, here's Sheree's email address. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. Tweet her and then make sure your DMs are open. So if yeah. she wants to, if she, yeah. you know, if it's, if someone valid that it's not just it's not just a fan like hey what's the it's like right other other models feel free to make sure you're an actual model first (laughs) right okay so one of the one of the things that i really see as you as a standout person is your advocacy work and your writing and you know you've got a column in the daily beast 
where you talk about sex and politics. So first of all, I want to know how that got started and how the hell is sex and politics go together in one column? Basically, I'm just very lucky to have an incredible PR team at the Moment Lab. Uh, Matt and his team are awesome. They help me with everything under the sun. They've helped me get onto mainstream, uh, you know, non-adult podcasts. They've helped me do the incredible uh, podcast, The Argument for the New York Times. They've helped me really reach into the mainstream sphere in a way that I feel like sex workers are not often given the opportunity to do. And so they actually had a contact at the Daily Beast and said, no, seriously, she can really do this. You know, why don't you let her write something and just see, you know, if you're interested in. So they made the connection for me. And then I guess, you know, my writing, you know, not to toot my own horn, convinced them that yes, indeed, you should, you know, continue to give this person a, uh, you know, opinion column. So, so I, it's something I wanted, but I, again, did not go know how to go about getting for myself because I just didn't even have the context or the contacts uh, to do that. So they, they were really helpful in facilitating that. Yeah. So, so what, give us some examples of some of the things that you've been writing about. Anything I get pissed off about really. Like if I'm, if, if the two things, like if I'm pissed and I have a little extra time, then an article gets created. Sometimes I'm pissed with no extra time and I drop the ball on an important moment, you know, in politics or like adult or stuff that's happening in the sex worker space. But if I have a little extra time and I'm mad, that's how. a column gets created usually so so some of the the, some of the viewers the listeners will be thinking well what what has politics got to do with sex but it's got a lot to do with sex first of all adult film was not always legal performing in the way that we perform was not always legal and we are seriously blessed to be able to work in a legal and regulated sphere and it is highly regulated i don't think a lot of people understand and and I love, I love regulation. You know, I come from healthcare. Some people are like, ew, regulation. I'm like, regulation. So like, I love it because it makes me feel really safe. Again, that's just the world that I grew up in. Um, so I feel very privileged to work in a legal space. And as people might notice, a lot of the public doesn't like us that much. There's a pretty mm-hmm. heavy stigma and there's always different groups of people trying to make what we do not legal anymore, which is ridiculous for a lot of reasons. I would like to say to anyone trying to make this not legal, adult film and sex work has been here since the beginning of time and will always be here. If you succeed in making this not legal, you're harming the workers. You're wiping our safety. You're destroying our ability to regulate. And you are harming a seriously marginalized group. So the fact that we are legal and regulated keeps us safe. It keeps the viewers safe. It makes sure everyone is consenting and of legal age. So I think people who are trying to make this illegal need to take a very close look at what they're actually trying to do, because usually the answer is, 
you know, religious bullshit and not actually for people or safety. They, they try and wrap it up in this beautiful little yeah. package for the public to consume. We're keeping women safe. We're keeping children safe. We don't have children in our films. And trust me, the women, men, and non-binary people in porn are extremely safe, extremely tested, extremely consensual. And there are multiple people on set every time we shoot, making sure that is always the case. If you make this illegal, you are creating a violently unsafe environment for us. So yes, as you can tell, I'm extremely passionate about educating the public because the people on the other side are given the microphone frequently. They're yeah. giving platforms in the United Nations. They're given platforms in prominent magazines. They're given platforms on Netflix. They're given mainstream platforms a thousand times to every half of a time that we're given a platform to state our side. So the public doesn't know what's really going on. You know, they're, they're often gaslighting the public with false information to, to try and get what's usually a religious, they, they just, they don't want us around, you know, and they're gaslighting the public with false statistics and false information mm -hmm. to make the public, oh my God, we want children to be safe. We want women to be safe. Let's cancel this without really giving them the appropriate information to say that, no, that that's not the result that that's yeah. going to take. It needs to be legal. It needs to be regulated or at the very least decriminalized to keep us safe. So yeah. And it's, I'm it very is passionate about speaking out whenever I can. So I love Sheree that you are so passionate about that. It's just like, let's give sex workers a voice. Let's get us heard like, this is us and this is the opposition. Like, so there are other people that are going to be listening right now, listening and watching, because, of course, this is a video podcast as well. So they're listening and watching and they're like, you know what? We, I am passionate. I am passionate about something, whether they are a model, or, you know, someone in the industry, someone that works within the industry. They, they could be anyone, makeup, production. Maybe they're a fan. Maybe they're a writer. Maybe they're a reviewer. Maybe they just, you know, just watch adult movies and they don't want that opportunity to be taken away what can someone do if they want to start advocating for our community well you know i think that's the beautiful thing about living in 2023 you know it's not 1990 anymore where it's hard to create a website it's hard to get yourself out to the public we all have the ability to create social media to create a youtube channel to start a podcast to just yell into the void until people are watching. You know, you could post on your Twitter, you could have a blog, you could start a YouTube, you could start an educational TikTok channel. Like I know a lot of people have, there are almost infinite ways to get that message out there. Even if you don't, you know, have the opportunity to, to write for a column, because I bet if you say, I'll just use TikTok as an example. If you started an educational TikTok channel and built up some followers and found people who are passionate about you, that would get you opportunities to grow and grow outside yeah. of the sphere of TikTok, for example. Yeah, no, that is good. It's like, it's like building a community of education, you know. Whether it be, you know, you got the opportunity to write, maybe, maybe they they can write too, you know. But it's it's 
trying to get that out there to get that scene to be able to like reach out to somebody to be like hey this is what I'm writing I mean there are other places that you can write for as well you know I you can submit to experts I I know they like they really like pieces of information you know if you were to write a big piece of of, to educate people about something that's really important like experts would love that you know if it's well written but of course you know not everybody's a writer so yes but maybe they like to do videos maybe they like to talk more maybe there's no wrong answer you know there's really or or if you don't like talking or writing then you can repost some writing or talking of someone else that you do agree with you know so there's a million ways to create and or amplify messages that you enjoy yeah and that includes retweeting Sherry's latest column. <laughs> when I see it, you can always just send me a little text, Sherry, because I'm like you. I don't always sit on Twitter. Yeah. You can send me a little text. And I'll be like, okay, retweet. She did it. It's, I, yeah, I, I do. I, and, and I do believe, you know, in sharing people's stories. I Actually, I just did a retweet the other day. I was, I was, so, I, I was so in awe of it. Alexis Fox, the little outfit that her. she wore for Exhibit, she's put it up for auction, and it's, it, it was—it's like charity. Some of the money, I don't know, all of it, or some of the money's oh, going to charity. On Instagram today, I need to retweet that if so, because it is for charity. It's on, it's on Twitter. I, it was on Twitter. I, I retweeted it the other. Sherry is taking it. <laughs> it's on my Twitter because I retweeted it. It's on Alexis Fox. She did. She put it up for auction. So I'm I, I just, yeah. And I, I, I just looked at it and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to retweet that. She, she I love little, her. She's so lovely. Uh, she's like, ugh. One of a kind art piece while going up for auction. Yes. And God, she's so funny. Retweet. Retweet. Thank you. Because I don't. I don't look at Twitter anymore. Like I see a little more on Instagram, but I don't really look at the stories. So like I, I'm glad to be you know, not pun intended, be kept up to breast with what she's going on. What's going on with Alexis and her uh, booby auction. Oh yeah. It's, it's fabulous. It is fabulous piece. That is what we are all about. That is about being successful. That is about keeping that positivity, keeping that moving forward. Is there anything that you want to talk about, Shuri? Anything that you want to ask that you want to make sure that you tell them about? All of your friends and colleagues are amazing resources and don't be afraid to ask. You know, I didn't like, I feel like every single thing that I'm doing, somebody else told me about, you you know what I mean? Like, like I didn't just like make this stuff up, like see what your friends are doing. See what women you look up to men, women, non-binary people you look up to are doing like I can't, if someone says no, okay, that's on them, but it cannot hurt to ask. You know, I, I, and I would also encourage people, I have tried to never be a gatekeeper of knowledge and I have not lost a single dollar because I told every single person I can all of my secrets. Do you know what I mean? It hasn't harmed my career in any way. Helping your peers is a beautiful thing. Sharing your knowledge is a beautiful thing. And we all rise up together, as cliche as that might be. It is not going to hurt your pocketbook to to share how I got my email list. You know, it's it's stop. Stop with all that. Yeah. On that note, what a beautiful ending. It's like share. And you know what? I think when you give something out there, 
you get it back. It, it's, Agree. You know, it's you're not you're not blocking anything. There's no negative energy. You're all open, and you know that's going to come back to you. So thank you so much, Cherie Deville, for being on the Tiny Tate Percent Skinfluencer Success Podcast. And just for everyone, where can they find Cherie Deville online? At the moment, I still have my Instagram, which is Cherie Deville XO. My Twitter is Cherie Deville. But you know what? Like Google me. You'll find a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you got a link tree as well. Uh, I do have a link tree, although I don't know how to plug that. Just Google link tree Cherie Deville and it'll come up. Thank you. I didn't even know that. There you go. I have one too. But thank (laughs) you so much, Cherie. You are amazing. Thank you. You're amazing. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer. Success. Thank you all for joining me on Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. So how are you going to practice self-love today? What words or actions are you going to do to remind yourself that you are loved? I so want to hear your ideas on self-love. You can share all your feedback with me. So what do you think of the audio and the video podcast and of the guest video? Who do you want me to have on the podcast? What do you want us to discuss? Let me know. You can leave feedback or ask me questions relevant to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can ask me by commenting on my latest posts on Twitter at TanyaTate, TikTok and YouTube at TanyaTateTube. And you can also leave me a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash TanyaTate, and you might get featured on a future episode. So let's listen to my favorite SpeakPipe voice notes of this episode. Hello, Tanya. This is me, Mark. I talked to you in your OnlyFans club. I just wanted you to hear my voice and say how much I respect what you're doing for all the uh, skin influencers and how much you're doing for the porn industry. I just think you're an amazing lady. A very amazing lady. That's why I love talking to you in your OnlyFans I just want to um, make sure that the people out there um, know just how much you do for everybody that you, um, how many people you help out and uh, how much you're doing. You are such a great lady and so amazing that I don't have um, enough things to say here because I didn't prepare this, but um, you are so loved by so many people out there. I just think you're really, really the best. Jeez, I don't know what else to say, really. I keep repeating myself here. So Mark is following me on my OnlyFans. Thank you so much, Mark, for being on there. Thanks for all the kind words. Thank you, Mark. That is just amazing, isn't it? We've just been talking about sometimes you just need those reminders. And Mark is on my OnlyFans. He loves getting the messages from me every day. And he just said those words, you are loved by people. Like, do you know how big that makes my heart? I'm not talking about my head. It doesn't make my head big. It makes my heart big. That's something completely different. And I'm going to send all that appreciation back to you all. So if you are listening to me right now, 
and you are thinking of that word love let's spread it out there and I'm gonna send some of that love back out to the universe thank you this is why we have a positive podcast I'm all about the love but thank you so much Mark make sure that you let me know your name and address so I can send you a signed photo I know he's on my OnlyFans so he'll send me a message on there you can also remind me on Twitter as well, Mark, because I know that you're following me on Twitter. So definitely let me know your name and address and I'll send you a signed photo. And the next person coming up, if you hear yourself as well, then let me know because anyone that does get played here on my Skinfluencer Success podcast by leaving a speak pipe voice note, if it's a really nice something that you're going to say to me, I'm going to send you a really nice picture back, a signed picture, so make sure anyone can do it. Right, okay, we're going to take another speak pipe. Let's take a listen. Hello, I love you, and I want you to be my girlfriend. Really love you. This guy says, hello, I love you, and I want you to be my girlfriend. I'm like, I didn't pick these voice notes specifically today. They come in... And I put them on my sheet and I start going through them and, you know, they get handpicked and put on the sheet, okay? But I don't necessarily know the order and I don't always remember what they say. And I just click them and they're there. These two are the top of the list, right? And listen, I love you. My God, I couldn't have asked for anything more appropriate and more blessed thank you and you know what i've got to say i'm not just your girlfriend i'm everyone's virtual girlfriend everyone who wants me to be their girlfriend i will be your virtual girlfriend let's do this together let's show some love together and you know we can be on twitter we can be on when i'm doing my lives on my TikTok or my YouTube or maybe you're going to be getting more virtual one-on-one with me on my Sex Panther or OnlyFans. I just love this, sharing the love. So just a reminder, if I do play you and it's a, you know, it's a great message. We've had two great messages today. Let me know your mail and address and your full name and I'll be sending you a thank you photo for your show of appreciation for leaving a speak pipe voice note that I played and it will be a signed photo and if you are listening to me on the podcast on Apple, Amazon, Audible and are inspired by any of these words that you hear please be sure to leave me a written review and give me five stars and you can also give me a five star rating on Spotify and I'll be checking and I will be giving shout outs in upcoming episodes So thank you guys for all the support, for all the love. Yes, really, love both ways. I love hearing what you think about the show. And of course, if you do want to get to call me via phone, video chat, you know where you can find me on my premium social media platforms, sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. And we can get to chat one-on-one over there. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter and Patreon at Tanya Tate, TikTok and YouTube at Tanya Tate Tube. And you can see all my official links on my premium social media on my link tree. Just search link tree and my name, Tanya Tate, all one word. And remember, if you don't see it on link tree, it's not me. 
there's so many fakes out there make sure you're only talking to me the Skinfluencer Success Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. However, you can watch it very, very first on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Tanya Tate. And then it also gets released on OnlyFans.com slash Tanya Tate. And later, it finally ends up on YouTube, youtube.com slash Tanya Tate Tube. Patreon members get to see exclusively see me reveal and advance things such as episode guests, exclusive clips, and some of the things that didn't make the final cut of the video. And join my highest tier to get shout outs. On this episode, shout out of appreciation for being top level tier members go to Jessica Ryan. You can thank Jessica for being amazing and a fellow content creator on her Twitter, twitter.com forward slash love Jessica Ryan. And also shout out of appreciation to Caller69. You guys are great. Thank you so much for giving me that extra, extra level of support. And you too can get a shout out by supporting the podcast and becoming a top level tier member of my Patreon, patreon.com slash Tanya Tate. This is Tanya Tate. Self-love is a state of appreciation for yourself. It grows from your actions that support your growth physically, psychologically, and spiritually. Remind yourself that you are loved. Now get out there and go build your bank.